Entrepreneur on Fire 1052. And happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. The number one trait successful entrepreneurs have in common is they set and accomplish goals. Allow me to introduce my passion project, The Freedom Journal. This leather-bound journal will guide you in setting and accomplishing your goal in 100 days. Visit thefreedomjournal.com to find out more. Ignite. Posting jobs in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. ZipRecruiter can help, and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 400,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Ricky Shetty. Ricky, are you prepared to ignite? Hey, we got Daddy Blogger and JLD on the episode. We're ready to burn this podcast up. Booyah! Ricky is the owner and operator of the popular family-friendly daddyblogger.com. And this is where he writes about parenting from a father's perspective. And in addition, he runs a series of successful conferences about blogging, social media, and internet marketing in Vancouver, Canada, our neighbors to the north. All right, Ricky, take a minute. Fill in some of the gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life, brother. Sounds good. First of all, happy birthday to JLD's mom. Yeah, Selena. Uh, yeah, a little bit of background about me. I'm born and raised here in Vancouver, BC, Canada. I know, John, you've never been up here, so we definitely, uh, arms all wide open, uh, ready to invite you here and show you around a <laughs> beautiful city. Uh, so born and raised here in Vancouver, graduated from the local university with a degree in psychology. Then I went around the world. I traveled to over 40 countries. I backpacked around Europe. I taught English in Japan. I studied in Australia. And then I came back and uh, I was looking at what, what to do and uh, that's when I started my journey as an entrepreneur. So I, I run a few different businesses in the last four years, everything from event production uh, to blogging, internet marketing and now it's kind of a hybrid where I do a lot of online and offline uh, things together and uh, I'm uh, married to my beautiful wife Anne and I have two wonderful kids, Rianne and Ryan. Rianne's three years old and my son Ryan is a year and a half and uh, that's my biggest passion I would say, fatherhood, family and building strong marriages. You know, that's pretty darn clever. I picked up on that. Anne and Rianne. I'm glad he got it. Yeah, that's how we came up with a name for a daughter <laughs> and a son. So Ricky and Anne uh, equals Rianne. And uh, same with uh, Ryan as well. We combined the R-Y from Ricky and the A-N from Anne, and we came up with the Ryan. Oh. And that's kind of a Filipino tradition. Uh, my wife's from the Philippines, so that's a tradition to combine names. So oh. if you meet any Filipinos with a unique name, uh, that could probably be the origin of the name. I'm going to have to ask Pat Flynn if he did that with Keone and then his daughter as well. That'd be really interesting. I'll have to check yeah, that out. Yeah, quite sure. I know uh, Pat has some Filipino heritage, so I'm sure that could have uh, tied in. Cool. So, Ricky, let's get down to brass tacks, my friend, because you've done it. You created a successful entrepreneurial venture at daddyblogger.com, and it's only getting bigger. It's only getting better. You're generating revenue. You're providing a income for your family. You have a viable business all exciting things. How do you do it? 
specifically break it down for our listeners. How are you generating revenue? Yeah, so there's a few different ways that I personally generate revenue on my blog. Uh, the first is selling my own products and services. Uh, the second is I sell other people's products and services, so affiliate marketing. And the third is I get advertisers and sponsors. And uh, I also want to be, be truthful, so I make part of my income on my blog and the rest of my income through the events I run. So I run a series of different events, workshops, and conferences all about blogging, social media, and internet marketing. Now, this is totally on you, and this is completely off the cuff, but you know, I'm kind of on the potential cusp of running some smaller events myself. So what kind of numbers do you look at as far as people that show up, what's the, the ticket price, and, and things along those lines? Yeah, great question about uh, running events. I mean, there are a lot of variables to consider. So uh, the location, the venue, the time of year you're running an event, uh, the number of days, uh, the cost. Uh, the type of attendee. So you have to look at all those variables. Uh, so you can't just put like a price out there. But when you combine all those variables, you got to figure out, uh, uh, you know, what are your costs? Uh, what are the expenses? What, uh, where are you going to get your profit? But basically the three major ways you can make profit through event is, uh, through the ticket sales, through sponsors and through backend sales, uh, for your own products, but also uh, partnering up with other speakers. So basically partnering up with the speakers and uh, splitting uh, whatever they sell. Uh, so those are some of the ways you can make uh, revenue. Uh, in terms of marketing, I think uh, uh, you got to market through, you know, email marketing, social media marketing, video marketing, uh, definitely getting some affiliates on board. And uh, one of the other big things about running events, it's never about you running the show. And uh, that, that's something I've learned through running events over the last three, four years. It's definitely all about the team uh, and getting the team to take ownership of the event. And that's going to lead to success. So together, everyone achieves more, as they say. And uh, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> and now, how many people have you had at your most recent events? Uh, I've had uh, 200 plus. So I, uh, I, I did actually three events already this year, three major conferences. Wow. I ran one called Social Media Mastery. I ran one called Blog Mastery and Internet Marketing Mastery. And those were three big conferences, a one-day, a two-day, and a three-day one in the span of five months. So it was a lot of work, uh, but it was so rewarding. And I built off one to the other. So basically, right. I ran the first event and I had about uh, 215 people. And the other two had uh, you know 120 to 150 people. Definitely the social media one was the hot one. A lot of business owners are looking for different ways to uh, use social media to uh, build up their business. So uh, social media was a big one. And uh, blogging was a, definitely a popular one. And then internet uh, marketing. What about podcasting? Uh, what, I, what I did is actually I did a podcasting workshop. <laughs> I just don't know if there's, a, there's a, been a market here. I definitely have an interest in doing a bigger conference for co- podcasting. But I did do a workshop here locally with uh, one of my friends, James Martel, who's a podcaster. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know him, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we uh, co-hosted that event together. And uh, yeah, it was good. We had about 20, 25 people at the cool. workshop. And we definitely got people inspired and fired up about podcasting. <laughs> awesome. Now, some people kind of go about conferences with charging high ticket prices. Some people do it low. What What's your ticket price usually uh, fluctuate at? Yeah, so anywhere between two to $400. So for the three-day one, it was a 400 uh, For the two-day one, it was a 300 And for the one-day one, it was a 200 And I, did, I have like affiliate codes out there. And uh, I do a lot of speaking as well locally. So when I uh, do speaking, I'll offer uh, a one-time offer, you know, for attendees only to get them to act. You know, there's a whole scarcity factor and the urgency factor. So uh, uh, and also it's important to do things like the early bird special and uh, getting affiliates on board and giving them promo codes. 
And uh, the other key thing I would say is uh, giving them a high commissions. So I give them uh, uh, sometimes 50% of the ticket sale. Uh, sometimes it's like $50, sometimes it's $100. So um, definitely recommend getting the affiliates on board and offering them as much commission as you can afford. Because the, the more they sell, the actually the more you'll make as well. So uh, And they'll be more incentivized to market it for you. God, this is great feedback. Little little verging off topic, but when you have someone like Ricky Shetty on the line, Fire Nation, you take advantage of what you can. And Ricky, you've had some great times. You're currently experiencing them. Three successful conferences already in 2015 as we're entering Q3 here. But let's talk about not just your failures because you have plenty, I have plenty. Let's talk about your worst entrepreneurial moment. And brother, I want you to take me there down to the ground level. Tell us that story. Yeah, great question, John. And, uh, you know, I've run these three successful conferences this year. But, you know, when I first started events about uh, 2011, about four years ago, uh, I was doing these events called Networking of Purpose. And uh, all, all I knew is that I had a passion to bring people together. And, uh, you know, my worst moment was when I was running these events and I was really losing more money than I was making. So I was uh, uh, charging too little. I didn't have a good uh, revenue model in place. Uh, I didn't have the uh, strong back end built. Um, I didn't have affiliates. I was doing a lot of it on my own. I was charging too little. Uh, so, so my biggest learning uh, lesson from from that I would say it was a failure because I ran it for uh, six events, uh, uh, six months actually. Uh, you know, event a month, and I was getting like hundred people plus in the room even back then when I first started. Uh, but just. Um, there was a lack of uh, the revenue coming in, and I was uh, spending a lot on, uh, uh, you know, uh, booking the booking the venues and uh, marketing it, etc. And uh, uh, pretty soon, because if you if you end up uh, losing more money than you're making, you're gonna have to uh, shut it down. And I. I shut down the company and I, I took a little break. Uh, that's when I became a dad for the first time. So really got passionate about the whole father thing, family thing, uh, being hands-on and present in uh, the uh, life of my kids. And then now I, I got back into events, but I'm doing it much more successfully as we talked about earlier in the interview, John. Yeah, and that's kind of one thing I want to make sure the Fire Nation's really taking in here, Ricky, is how important it is to know your numbers. And that's one thing that, you know, I do get pretty frustrated about when I see just these massive numbers getting thrown out, you know, all over the place. You know, people saying, you know, I have a 350,000 person email list. Well, okay, but when you send an email, how many people are opening that? Are you having a 0.1% open rate or a 10% open rate? Because that's, that's all that matters in the reality. So, you know, don't, don't share with me these massive numbers. You know, I want to know the real things. And Fire Nation, you as a business owner have to know your numbers intimately. You have to be in bed with your numbers. You have to know them inside and out. Otherwise, you're not going to be running a viable business. And and yes, we throw about big numbers at Entrepreneur on Fire every month with our income reports, but I bring my CPA on not only to validate the reports, but to talk about the importance of the numbers. You know, we have an entire... Um, we have an entire bookkeeping team separate from our accountant who does the numbers as well. You need to know these things. These reports are critical. And Ricky... You made that mistake. You didn't know the numbers enough to know that you were losing money right at the beginning, enough to shut it down quickly, and that can just absolutely kill a business before it even starts. So what's the one thing you really want to make sure that Fire Nation gets, Ricky, from that period in your life? 
Yeah, you know, you bring up the good point about knowing your numbers. And if numbers aren't your strength, which, you know, a lot of us, we're not good at the admin and we're not good at the numbers, then definitely partner up with someone who is good at that. You know, uh, there's this whole saying of uh, focus on your unique ability. Yeah, Dan Sullivan says that. And I know you're a big fan of oh, that, yeah. that concept as well. Uh, so I would say partner up with people who are better at you and for just focus on your strength. So my strength was really uh, the marketing, the bringing the people together. And, uh, you know, I ended up uh, like my wife's really good at numbers. So she's helping me out with the numbers and then th- this year since we've been doing these bigger conferences we hired a bookkeeper an accountant um, and I've just partnered up with other people who are a lot better than me at different parts of the conference so um, just gathering that team around I would really emphasize the the importance of the team aspect the team is so huge fire nation on so many levels you need to have those people in those positions that are making up for where you're lacking unique ability. I'm not an accountant. That's why I have Mr. CPA on fire.com himself, Josh Bowerly, critical part of my team. You have to know the numbers. And Ricky, I'm sure you'll agree with this too. You have to know the numbers that actually matter. I mean, you know, to give that example again about the unique opens for an email list, and even more importantly, you know, I hear people all the time saying, Hey, I'm getting $3 conversions on Facebook, you know, to, to opt into my webinar. Okay, but what is your cost per actual purchase of the product on the back end when you're running that webinar from those Facebook? Is anybody that you're paying $3 to sign up, is anybody actually buying? That's the number you have to be concerned with. So know the numbers that matter and really dial in on those. And if you just are not that person that's going to do that, find people that are and add them to your team. And Ricky, we're going to tell another story. This one's going to be a light bulb moment, an aha that you've had at some point in your journey. So take us there. Tell us that moment. Sure, John. This I'm going to share with a little bit about the origin story of my daddyblogger.com website. Uh, you know, I was uh, just about to be a new dad. And, uh, you know, as a lot of new dads, we're really passionate about being the best, best dad possible. But there are a lot of fears around that, too. So for me, uh, uh, a quick uh, story is like my parents, they ended up having a divorce. And uh, uh, there was a lot of like uh, just domestic violence and uh, disharmony in the actual uh, marriage. And, you know, who does that affect the most at the end of the day, John, when uh, when uh, marriages don't work out, when families break up? Kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I was one of those kids, a child of divorce, and that left me quite broken. And, uh, you know, when I was going to be a dad, not only did I have a lot of excitement, but honestly, I had a lot of fears. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of the dads or even the moms listening, uh, they, they could probably relate to, to, to my struggles there, having those fears and that, that excitement as well. Uh, so my biggest aha moment around that was uh, I was looking for resources online and in bookshops and in libraries, but I couldn't find many resources specifically written from a dad's perspective. Uh, there were tons and tons of mom blogs out there, <laughs> there were tons of books uh, written about pregnancy and delivery and hormonal changes. Changes and uh, breastfeeding and all this kind of stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, for me, I was just like, hey, I want to hear from the dad's perspective and how do I just be the best dad possible? And because I couldn't find many of those resources, I ended up creating them. So I uh, created, first of all, daddyblogger.com. Uh, that's been running for two and a half, almost three years now. Uh, then I, uh, I also saw that there was no books or anything like that. So I ended up writing a book. And in the book, I basically interviewed a hundred different dads, uh, kind of like what you do in podcasting, but I did it uh, through Skype, uh, Google Hangouts, in person, and I got all this collective wisdom from the fathers, and I put it into that book. Uh, and I also have a group here locally in Vancouver, BC, Canada. We meet up once a month, and it, the whole goal there is to support dads. Uh, so yeah, the definitely biggest aha moment, and uh, what's led me to the success of Daddy Blogger was seeing the need in the marketplace. I mean, if you 
you look at the uh, the amount of dads, there's literally billions of dads around the world, and it's a huge market, but it's very underserviced. Uh, so I decided to basically uh, solve the, help solve the problem instead of complaining about it, providing those resources and helping support dads any way I can. Fire Nation, keep your eyes open as you're living life, as you're going about your day to day. What are things that you see need to be filled? You know, as far as voids, itches that need to be scratched. What are pain points that you're having? And that's all Ricky did. He just kept his eyes open and, you know, he went to find that thing that didn't exist. I couldn't find a seven day a week podcast. Here we are a thousand and fifty episodes later. You know, Ricky couldn't find a daddy blog. Um, that he enjoyed, you know, here we are, he's running conferences and, and doing his thing and, and generating revenue. He's doing it because he kept his eyes open. That's my big takeaway, Ricky. Sum it up for us. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that story? You know, I look at a business as it's really about providing a solution to people's needs. So so from that story, it's really about dads, just like me, they need they need resources. Their dads, uh, you know, uh, there's new dads, expecting dads who are, uh, you know, um, uh, being formed, if you want to call it that, every day, every moment, right? And uh, there's so few resources. So I basically just saw that and I provided the solution. And same with, with the conferences we were talking about as well. I saw the need for social media training, for blog training, for internet marketing training, uh, and I I basically just provided that. And uh, at the end of the day, I really feel that business is a solution to people's needs. Wow. Love that. Fire Nation, I hope you're taking notes. I mean, this is Ricky Shetty dropping value bombs left and right. And Ricky, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? You know, I would say my biggest weakness is uh, the strategy and the planning. I would say my biggest strength uh, is really about uh, implementing quickly. So when I have an idea, I implement it really quickly. So when, when I was looking for those resources for dads, I was like, hey, there's no resources. Let me implement. And then, then after implementing, I figure out later about the, the strategy and the planning and the, uh, the revenue model. So I would say my biggest weakness is the lack of planning, the lack of strategy right from the beginning. And now I have a mentor, I have a mastermind, and they're really helping me with the, the strategy, the planning, uh, you know, kind of like the, uh, all the stuff that you need to do before the launch. Mentors and masterminds, Fire Nation, there's a reason these names keep coming up. What's your biggest strength? Yeah, definitely. I would say that the whole thing about implementing quickly. So uh, even with these conferences, you know, uh, last year I was running uh, smaller workshops for like 20, 30 people. And uh, I've been wanting to do conferences, but I kept procrastinating and all that. But this year, I was just like, hey, instead of waiting until the end of the year, let me just launch it and do the conference. There'll be uh, there'll be some things I'm going to make mistakes at. I'm not sure how many people will turn up. And at the very first conference, which I launched in February, I basically only had about two months from uh, from the whole um, the uh, the 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 idea to the implementation from idea to implementation it was like a two month period I was expecting maybe eighty to hundred people there and like uh, two hundred and fifteen people showed up so uh, I, I feel it was really because I took action and uh, I figured it out as I went you know build the airplane as as you uh, or you know as you go absolutely build that airplane Fire Nation Ricky what is one thing that has you more fired up today than anything else. You know, uh, besides my big passion for fatherhood, families, and, uh, you know, marriages, and seeing uh, dads really involved with their kids, uh, one of my big passions really right now is building community. Uh, when I when I say I run these conferences, there's also the struggles of, you know, like uh, organizing it, the, the stress involved with that, uh, people canceling last minute, sometimes there's lack of ticket sales, so there's all that stress. But, but you know, one of the, the, the greatest moments for me is when the, the conference is running, there's another speaker on stage, I just go to the back of the room, I, I just uh, sit down, close my eyes, 
I open my eyes and I see all these people learning, edu- uh, being educated, connecting, and all this community b- being built. And uh, that really fires me up, John, just the fact that I was a catalyst in uh, for people connecting. So being a catalyst for connection is definitely something that really fires me up, whether it's uh, with, with the, the fatherhood niche that I'm in or whether I'm with, the, it's with these events I'm running about social media, blogging, and marketing. Definitely this whole thing about connecting people together. Love it. Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Logos are important communication tools. As consumers, we immediately recognize the iconic logos that surround us. You'll recognize the EO Fire logo anywhere, right? The true power of brand, however, comes not just from a logo, but even more from the entire experience of interacting with that company. Brands are made up of moving parts, from stylish logos to expressive fonts and customer service, return policies and manufacturing processes. Each brand must follow through and the identity is developed for itself. 99designs brand identity package helps you visualize your brand values across logo, business card, letterhead, and also Facebook covers. It's a great way to construct a significant portion of your brand's visual foundation. 99designs is your number one choice for quality design at an affordable price. Want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? For logos, websites, and more, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Looking to grow your team, but not sure where to find the best candidates? As a business owner, I can tell you that your company is only as good as the people you hire. Finding quality candidates is tough, and it takes time and hard work. But when you're looking to hire the right people right now, there's no time to deal with dozens of different job sites. Until now. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. Now that's what I call proof of concept. Today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time to try ZipRecruiter for free, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ricky, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am prepared. Let's uh, hit it. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I think it's a story my my parents told me. That was really what's holding me back. Uh, you know, I come from a traditional Indian household where you have to uh, get, get your education and then get a job and then get married, have kids. And Let's then, be honest. It's become a doctor is basically what it is. Yeah, become a doctor, <laughs> sometimes an engineer, sometimes a lawyer, right? So I think a part of it was the kind of the family bringing or a family upbringing or the societal upbringing. Part of it was the lack of knowledge. I mean, I just didn't know how to run a business. I didn't have an MBA. So I would say those were the couple things that are holding me me back. Um, and then I read like things like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I realized, hey, anyone can be an entrepreneur. So, uh, and I, I did it, and I'm super proud of that uh, decision, one of the best I've made in my life. What is the best advice you've ever received? You know, the best advice I've ever received, John, was when two people in the span of a week, uh, for one week, they came over to my place, and one was a girl, one was a guy, and they're uh, close friends of mine. And they said to me, hey, Ricky, you have this blog, you run these events, but you're not being vulnerable enough. 
And they both told me this, uh, this message, be more vulnerable. And I, I struggle with that. You know, I was just like, I don't know if I can, I don't think it's the right place, but I decided to do it, you know, and I shared my whole, even on this podcast here at the beginning, I shared about, you know, my, my uh, parents breaking up and that leaving me as a broken child. I actually got voted most uh, shy in high school and now oh. I've uh, become a, a speaker, uh, uh, you know, a, a conference producer, etc. So, and when I share that story, uh, people really connect with that story and the, the fact that I'm being vulnerable. And they say, you know, thanks for all the advice about blogging, social media, internet marketing, etc. But really, what I connected with you is your story. So I would say uh, definitely uh, the biggest, uh, the best advice was be vulnerable. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? You know, every Sunday, John, I practice something called a weekly Sabbath. So, uh, you know, even though I work as an entrepreneur, sometimes I'm working uh, in the daytime, sometimes I'm working in the evening, sometimes I'm working late at night or early morning, sometimes I'm working on Saturdays. What I do every Sunday is really it's my sacred time, my 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 holy day, if you want to call it that. And uh, it's my Sabbath. And uh, Sunday mornings, we'll go to church as a family. We'll have a family lunch together. We'll do a family activity. And I'll purposely not do anything on that day in terms of business. I won't have any meetings, won't do any calls, uh, won't even uh, try not to th- even think about the, the business. So uh, that's been something I've been doing actively ever since I got married. And now that I have kids and even though I'm running these multiple businesses, I still practice that, that uh, day off for that. Six days working, the seventh day off. Do you have an internet resource, Ricky, like in Evernote, that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I use something uh, called One Password, John. And uh, I know some of you uh, who are listening, you probably struggle with remembering all your passwords from your, your websites, your blogs, your social media, your emails, your banking, etc. You probably have these lot of passwords. And, uh, and I'm struggling with those. And uh, uh, a lot of times I just have to like reset the password and, and you know, that you click on the links and forgot your password reset, right? And uh, then someone told me about something called One Password. And basically what that is, is you just... Put all of your uh, accounts under that one password, and all you need to do is just log onto that one password. Everything will open up. It's super secure. You can check it out at onepassword.com. Uh, uh, there's another one called LastPass, but I find one password has been a really good resource for helping me uh, not have that, that password overload. And even more so than just password overload, have you, Ricky, recently listened to Shailene Johnson's episodes? I uh, know I haven't, John. Absolutely mind-boggling. So Shailene Johnson is a really like big-time fitness blogger, podcaster. She has a lot of great fans, a ton of audience members, and she was hacked. She had like 400,000 Instagram followers, and, and she was hacked, and she had to scramble. She lost that account, all these different things. Long story short, she created these three epic podcast episodes that are on her podcast right now. It's called Build Your Tribe. And she gets into the just the scary world that we live in with hackers. And the one biggest takeaway is you need something like a last pass, like a one password, because that actually protects you. Not only is it better as far as efficiency and just a better organized way to, to run your life, it's so much safer too, because everything is encrypted. And so it's something you really want to look into, Fire Nation. If you're storing passwords anywhere, but in something like a LastPass, which I use, or a 1Password, which Ricky recommends, you're really making a, a huge mistake at this point. And you really need to look at yourself and say, hey, it's time to upgrade to be both more efficient and to be a lot safer. Go listen to those three episodes. They were so well done. And I guarantee after listening to those, you will be getting into one of these things. So uh, good for you, Ricky. Thanks. Yeah, definitely recommend it for this uh, whole thing about the security and for the productivity. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? 
Yeah, you know, one of my favorite books at the moment is this book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And he goes into this thing called the golden circle, the what, the how, the why. A lot of companies, a lot of businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs, they start with what they do. Even when you go to networking events, you, you'll be like, what do you do? What do you do? And it's basically like this little elevator pitch back and forth. <laughs> but but, but uh, what Simon Sinek in the book talks about is really this whole thing about starting with why. Why do you do what you do? And people won't buy your what. They buy your why, and uh, you know what? You know, Ian, in this episode, I was sharing about my why and my passion for father, family, and when I do my events and all that, people really resonate with my why, and I feel that's one of the reasons why I'm successful today is because I start with my why, and uh, yeah, I highly recommend that book. Uh, um, if you if you're struggling with trying to figure out what is your why. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Ricky, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Yeah, so in the next seven days, John, I would do what I'm good at. So my unique ability is bringing people together. So I would, uh, first of all, uh, go out for some teas and coffees and uh, dinners and lunches with people, get building that community together. And with that $500, I would book a, a venue. Uh, and I would basically hold a big event where I bring in people together. And I, I basically be that catalyst for connection that I was talking about. And, and uh, you know, I would bring in different speakers. Uh, and I would uh, use the different social media outlets to market it. Uh, and those people that I'm taking out to the teas and coffees, uh, I would look at their strengths, their unique, ability, unique abilities, seeing if they would like to be speakers, if they'd like to be volunteers, if they'd like to attend, and really uh, uh, building that community. And I think, uh, you know, I'll t- uh, that $500 would lead into more uh, revenue through things like the, the back-end sales, uh, through uh, getting sponsors, etc. So uh, I think I would just do what I'm doing now on this alternate planet, John. Well, Ricky, I love that. I love that you are now living your calling. So let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, you know, my parting piece of advice is this uh, um, thing by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. He says, your network is your net worth. And I, I found that really in my life and um, by building up my social media following and now uh, running up these events, conferences, my blog, it's really that network that I build is my net worth. And I've seen that income coming in. I'm finally having the success that I struggle with in the beginning as an entrepreneur. Uh, so I would say definitely build your network, build your tribe, build your community. I uh, couldn't advocate that more. Build that tribe of yours. Uh, just like you've done with Podcast of Paradise, just like I've done with uh, my events, John. And in terms of people, if people want to connect with me, the easiest way to connect with me is just daddyblogger.com. I have links to all of my different events on there. And I love to connect. I love to support other dads. So if you're a dad, I'd love to interview you as well. So just make sure you check out daddyblogger.com. Wow. Fire Nation. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Ricky and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com and just type Ricky in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. The books, the resources, all the goodness, all in one place. And of course, head right over to daddyblogger.com to check Ricky out and everything that he has going on. And Ricky, I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. 
Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, answer any questions you have, and give you a special gift. Visit podcastersparadise.com to claim your spot today. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite. Ignite.